All right, we're live. Let's put some music. to a new episode of the Women's Empowerment Series. I have with me a very, very special guest. I am so excited about today's discussion. Have with me a beautiful, world-renowned uh, relationship coach and mentor and just an amazing woman, Juliette Karaman. It's such an honor to have you today with me. Thank you for having me, darling. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure. So today we wanted to highlight your amazing work and talk about relationships, about intimacy, about, you know, how you spent several years mentoring thousands of women in their relationship with themselves and in the world. So tell us about you. How did it all come about? Well, I'm a mother of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're the same on that. This is how we connect. I know, right? Me. Isn't it fun? <laughs> and then I was married to Lebanese Palestinian. So my kids are, are Muslim and I... Four Mm -hmm. months uh, a year in Lebanon. So, yeah, multicultural. I'm Dutch. Um, Mm -hmm. But actually, that's really important as well, right? Because when we are that, we have all these different identities and all these different personas that we can kind of play in, then that's really important. So, my husband and I divorced, or I divorced him, let's say it that way, (laughs) more more than 10 years ago. And we are still best friends so this is one of the things that I actually help with I help Mm -hmm. others to uncouple in a beautiful way I was in Lebanon I don't know two weeks ago and I talked to you and we were hosting dinners together and and just actually really just being in a really good place but we're just much better not married anymore but it doesn't mean that you don't have to still that you can't still love each other and they can't have an incredible relationship also for your kids Mm -hmm. So what happened is after we got yes. divorced, hello, scrumptious ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so a lot of people joining us. Hi, let us know where you're connecting from. And if you have any question or anything for Juliet or myself, please let us know. Completely. Okay, so yes. <laughs> so after I divorced, we, oh, hello, Morocco. Um, mm-hmm. I got into another relationship. This man had three children, so we created a house with seven children, seven bedrooms, seven different, eight bedrooms, and seven different schools. I mean, it was just mayhem. And I didn't really connect into myself so much. So Hmm. I started fainting, and I spent nine months in and out of hospital. So that was the beginning of me really delving deep into this work, into this work. I had been already a Senko, two of my kids are dyslexic, so I, I taught a lot on uh, children on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And um, this had me look at the mind-body connection and notice things like, oh, how can our, what's going on in our emotions, how can mm-hmm. that actually affect our body? So mm-hmm. fast forward, this is what, more than 10 years ago, now, 10, 15 years ago, um, I have been helping other women and couples with this and really learning to become intimate with yourself and learning Mm -hmm. to see what's in the way. Hey, we're having a beautiful life and there's still this yearning for more. There's that yearning for 
like maybe we're gonna have a crystal ball and suddenly you'll be like let me tell you what's in the store <laughs> who might know right who does exactly but that's the thing for me it's every time I've always listened to my intuition I've I've looked at the breadcrumbs and I've actually opened you know went down that path so when I was leaving this go back because you said so many amazing things uh, about finding that little thing that comes from your relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. and you know that little thing what is it why do we need where, where do we get so lost into forgetting that the importance of our relationship with ourselves there's a lot of conditioning there right and then I mean I have a bit of uh, background with the whole Arab world as well. So I kind of see it from a Dutch perspective and living in England and then mm -hmm. also the, the Arab world, right? Mm -hmm. Now yeah. we are carried as, as women and as mothers and yet at the same time are kind of expected to give and to give and to give That's and to, to hold and to, you know, to nurture. Yeah. And... Yeah, every coach says this, you cannot give from an empty cup. But, you know, unless you actually learn what self-love and self-care is, mm -hmm. you don't really know. And self-care for me, the biggest, and probably for most of my clients, 99% of the clients, the biggest um, key drop is boundaries and saying no. Yeah. When are you saying well, no? Say actually, no. it's no. And no, full set sentence. And what does no feel like in your life? You have to in the house also. Love it. The whole Arab world. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> here. Nigeria is in the house. We have we are so connected. It's amazing. I love it. I love that. So where why do you think? I mean, now that you, you know, you touch several cultures, you you know the different backgrounds. Why do they miss on telling us? Take care of yourself first. Care for yourself. Where is this missing? <sighs> Look at where, where did, yeah, as a baby, we're born. We're perfect, right? We know that we, we cry when we want to be fed or when we want our nappies changed or when you know, we want to be held. We know exactly instinctively what to do. And then, yeah, you know this, <laughs> up until the age of two, we're like sponges. We just, all the input that comes in, we just you know, take that on like it's ours. And then yeah. until the age of six, we get in all the imprints from our parents and from society, from school. And all of a sudden, someone has looked at this in a certain way. And we interpret that as like, oh, my God, I'm less than or oh my, mm. I should yeah, I should overgive. For me, it was a pattern that, you know, we're pattern makers, right? Oh, and once we can really start bringing some light to these patterns then you can see oh my god I've done this all my life for me I remember I was probably around four I'm the I'm the youngest of three children wow. I was four and I remember I was I brought a little little sketch I'd made and we had it uh, we had it framed and I brought that in for one of my teachers and I just saw how much they loved and they lit up and I could see their energy and in those days I was very empathetic and I could feel and I could see the energy and I just realized it's like oh okay so this is what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to give right and that's okay. how it then you gets get programmed in. Okay. yeah yeah it gets programmed hi Surya 
Hi, Nahala. So we get really programmed in just giving. And so when we're programmed to give because, and we give looking for validation of something, right? Because, you know, that drawing, you, you got so much, so many great things out of it. So it's like rewards. And it it might not even be with, with words that you're like, oh my God, you're so lovely. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. I mean, all of that. Yes. Great. But when we're little, we can actually read that energy and it's like people light up and you're like, oh, that's good. Okay, so that's my job. I'm here to light people up. And how do I know this? Because, you know, it lights them up so I can feel good inside. So you start linking that feeling good inside because you've given. Incredible. I love the way you explain it. So perfect. It is true. We connect our feeling good about with the how they you know it's like we're a mirror we reflect the others the way they look at us yeah and so that's why we can't say no because you can't handle the no we can't no and also we haven't been taught no. yeah. when as little as little little itty bitties when you had an uncle or or an aunt that would come and you really didn't feel like kissing them you didn't feel like giving them a hug and yeah and your mommy was like come on me as a mom i know what i've done as well i'm like Ooh. but you know we knew that instinctively it's like no no there's something about their energy just I just don't want to go and give them a kiss but you know as as our mothers or parents or grandparents said come on go give auntie a kiss and that's what you do so you start overriding that own intuition We, we do yeah so when do women I mean you work with thousands of women right so what did you see the pattern when do they just like one day wake up it's like it's enough (laughs) well (laughs) the pity is that that a lot of us a lot of us have to get to a point that it's like either burnout or or so tired or or hitting rock bottom or (laughs) exploding something something has to give Hmm. for there to be change Something, yeah. And do we really, so like, even if you, we keep on having these conversations and really awakening people, do they really need to touch the no. button? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's really my, my, that's what I love seeing now. More mm. and more younger women and younger couples are actually coming to me and saying, hey, yeah, they're waking up that this is not the only way of life and that they don't want to live this disconnected from their bodies, from their minds, from their spirit, from everything, mm-hmm. and that they want more. And they're realizing it's like, oh, we don't have to wait until we're in our 30s or our 40s or our 50s or 60s even That's to true. move on. But it's like, we want more of this now. And I've noticed, especially with my kids and their friends, yeah, I've done a few workshops for their friends. That they're like, you know, my, my twins are 22 and then, um, you know, they've got a whole group around that age. And they're actually really starting to be very conscious. They're conscious yeah. about their food. They're conscious about who they hang out with. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are actually choosing conscious uh, sobriety. So they don't drink. They don't do drugs. They don't do anything. And really are very conscious about what their connection to God, spirit, whatever you mm. want to call it is values so they are like really back to the anchored with values yeah I think it's incredible 
isn't it? And, and great, like like teaching us about um, about recycling. I mean, I've always thought, yeah, that's right. But now they're like, no, mommy, you do, you're doing that wrong. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Okay. Oh, I get like, that, that's that's a lot of climate change awareness and caring about the planet. Isn't yeah. it great? Yeah. It is great. So there is like an awakening happening. Completely. That, you, know, you get to take care of the planet, of your body, of yourself. and uh, Yeah, and I just, see. Do you see it as well? You I do. More kids. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, uh, my kids are younger than yours because they're still between six and 16. But I see them. It's cute. It's the little cute ages. But uh, I see them, you know, more aware about the planet, more aware about being nice to people. Mm. Um, it's, and I, I see that's like there is more love and empathy. And I hope that this new generation will have more of that. But I want to see more for themselves as well. So that's really teaching them that they are valued. Uh, and this is why it's important to follow the children, because they could be bullied at work, at, uh, you know, at school and they don't know it. And uh, so this is why this works, like watching you, their mom, be doing that. They will be doing that. And the same, my children, they listen to me. They kind of live with right. what I you know talk about yeah but I've also seen in the UK especially I've seen yeah. a real change in the last 10 years I mean I used to work in in private schools and, and teach kids with autism and dyslexia dyspraxia on, on the spectrum mm -hmm. and I really see where they've pulled in mindfulness and meditation and they're talking about their emotions and what's and not so much about what's happening in the body body sensations but they're bringing yoga but you know they're they're starting to develop a little bit of language a little bit of vocabulary it's like oh what's happening what am i feeling there's a tightness in my chest it's incredible oh, cool. we didn't have that before no and it's it's really this is new i mean i i've seen the change and it's it's really created, um, yeah, a, a generation of much more open little, and connected to their little young humans. Yeah, they are. I, I, yeah, and it's incredible because we didn't have that in our generation growing up. It was like, yeah. it's almost we were numb. And it's just you don't talk about feelings. It's not something that you can ever bring to the table. You have to, supposed to be, you know, look as masculine as you could and just, you know, be that way. Yeah. Right. And any any emotions you just kind of like shove under the carpet and then you go knock <laughs> yourself in the bathroom and cry and then come out and you know, you're all perfect again. That's right. Like nothing had happened. And <sighs> even the stories that we read, right, the books, it was like all about hiding the emotions and suffer and just mm. like show that nothing is there. And the funny thing is my company, my brand is called Feel Fully You, right? So it's like Feel you're you. feeling full, you, yeah, fully you. Feel fully you. How and I, you I started that mm. after my sister passed away. Oh, um, so my sister passed away five years ago. And then, um, there, the then a year later, my father and then my mother committed euthanasia. So I had to kind of like oh. jump through hoops and be there for them and also oh. help them pass over. So I actually, I was there do them over the last, uh, the last few months, which is a heavy topic. Oh. But at the same time, it's when you allow yourself to become so intimate with grief and so intimate with your own emotions that you wear them on your sleeve, you wear them you know, as you are, it helped others see what a journey through grief is. Mm. And I was teaching in, you know, in the middle of it all and I would actually just warn people and saying, hey, I'm grieving and 
you don't have to caretake me, but I just want to make sure that you understand that mm. if I'm having dinner with you, I absolutely love you. But sometimes, yeah, you just can't. Tears you. might just come and I'll cry and I'll, I'll laugh everything and all at once. Mm. Like, wow, you have access to all those feelings. I'm like, yeah, because wow. I know I've numbed them for so long, but that meant I didn't have access to the things that were unhappy feelings. Say. Mm. But then they also didn't have access to the like massively ecstatic. Thanks. It is, yeah. So. Let me grab one comment here. Uh, grief is so beautiful and such a deep reminder that we are all ultimately love. Yeah. How do you bring that? How do you how do you bring that the love part into all the work that you do? <sighs> Aren't we all <laughs> just <Like> love? <laughs> we are. And isn't. <laughs> isn't everything that we are actually searching for isn't it all like we feel that we're unlovable we're too much we you know we're, we're not enough but it all boils down to like we don't feel that we're either lovable or that we are loved wow which is wow. kind of the same right if you if you look at that it's all the questions right it's, it always comes it down it all comes down to love it's um, like it yeah. always come down to our deserver or not of mm -hmm. being that's so true yeah. Uh, yeah so that's how you said feeling fully you is the medicine so you bring the medicine because of your own experience isn't it because of my own experience that's definitely part of it and then all the modalities that I've learned and teach and you know it's it's I think we will become like such a beautiful like mixture of pieces that we pick up here left right and center and and things that we also make our own right because that's one of the what bruce lee said it's like you know take what resonates with you and then just make it your own and discard the things that don't work for you yeah. and isn't this if you look at all the spiritual teaching if you look at pretty much most of the teaching mm -hmm. it's not brand new it's been tweaked a little bit until it suits the person that's right that's right we have a lot of love coming your way as well. Nice to see you, Nemeda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is amazing and beautiful. And uh, and I love, it's just so soothing. Just having this conversation, it, it feels like, you know, we can feel the love around. Um, I want to ask you about the grief. And you mentioned about the grief and the cycle of grief and how, you know, honoring and allowing the uh, the feelings to come. Through your experience, how long is that cycle usually? It's so different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, um, a few of my clients have had uh, children that committed suicide. So mm -hmm. because I can feel a lot, I attract the deep feelers or I attract the, the people that have a lot of grief. Um, one of my clients had to sacrifice one of her babies in a cult. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the really deep stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, the, the, the thing is, because I'm, I, I feel so much, I empathize with them, so I have to make sure that I stay clean. <laughs> you know, yeah, after so that, that stay, I'm like, I don't take it all energy. on, right? Yeah, because you need to protect your energy. That's right. Yeah. But is, you know, like people will say things like time will heal all wounds. And yeah. It's like, do is we it actually true? want these wounds to even be healed or do we want to just feel them? And you learn how to live with them. What happens mm -hmm. is you can let go of the charge that you have with it the emotional charge the stuff that keeps you stuck 
like when you say charge explain it more to everyone does it like what does it mean it's like so charge it's like if, if we look at, at the world of duality that we live in okay. right good and bad white yeah. and black uh, yeah. rich and poor so often we have one side that we're pulled towards and the yes. other one that we repel against So that's what I call charge. So you're not neutral. You're not, you know, so you're always pulled to one direction. To one direction or the other. And once yeah. you can, and so that's the emotional charge that's with it, right? Yeah. And then also when you you think about uh, maybe someone cutting you off in traffic, you're like, that's the uh, emotional triggered. charge you still it triggers. have. It triggers you. Trigger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But then if you can get rid of that trigger that because okay. the trigger triggers the emotional charge. So once you yeah. can get rid of that emotional charge, which is, what you do by duplicating an experience mm. by feeling it again by experiencing wow. it by attracting by, it into your life you mean again by by feeling it fully by actually allowing yourself to feel it so feel that rage that you have for someone that okay. that pulled out in front of you mm. when you allow yourself to do that and then just like think the thought what is like <laughs> and then it's like what's happening in your body what's the body like you're watching yeah. yourself having these thoughts and these feelings yeah. you actually allow yourself to experience them and mm. then when you experience them you move through yeah. them you come yeah. a level level higher and that's like oh there's another level that comes up like what's that. up now and that's mm. how you get through things and that's how you um how you clear the mind of all this emotional stuff that's holding you back And this is, I mean, I call it elevation. So you elevate. And and I love the way you did it because it's like, it is an elevation, it is like isn't it? That's incredible. You'll see a lot of uh, infinity signs in my yes. and everything because yes. we go up and then we go down a little bit and we go up and But down a little bit. Somehow. So like every experience helps you elevate because you become wiser. Because when you feel the emotion. Well, not everyone becomes wiser, right? <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Some people stay stuck in the same pattern again and They again do. and again. And I see myself where I've been stuck in something. So I'm like, oh, okay. Not might not be stuck, but it comes back again. I'm like, oh, there it is. Hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I recognize and I, I pop back out of it. But no, mm-hmm. so if you really allow yourself to feel So yeah. any experience is made up out of an image, a thought, a body sensation, and an emotion. I love that. If That's you, those four yeah. elements, if, if, if you really boil it down to like the Yeah, it is. Form. Yeah. And then if you allow yourself to experience them fully, then you're left with no charge. So like the duality, if you allow yourself to be, to feel what rich, what being rich feels like and what being poor feels like. And when you feel both of those, At one point, it just merges, and you're like, "Oh, neither of them have." Good anyway. I now just have just me. a choice. It's yeah. just me, and it's it's you're back to this place of no space, of no time, nothing. It's beautiful, and that's the ultimate enlightenment where you're not charged with nothing. Yeah, that's a lot of deep work that is necessary to be able to reach that. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I don't know if everyone goes through this before. easy, you know, it's like you're looking at your fingers doing this. I'm like, I can do it. It's just easy. But it's, But it's interesting, right? Because I remember when I went deep into this work, um, yeah. all of a sudden I remembered my rape of, that I had just shoved under the carpet. My mind and my psyche could not handle it when I was 18. Wow. So only when I was 40 or so, by... By getting flogged on my back because I was I was in in this class of learning about sexuality, 
that I feel that something was coming up. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, can you flog harder, harder, harder? I need something here. And that just got me into these static states. And then the memories came rushing through, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I shivered and I I shook like an animal does, right? To complete the the trauma cycle, but I got it out of my system. And even before I knew how this all worked, I knew that I had to reenact it. So I knew I had to duplicate it. So I went back to the UK, found myself a dom and five guys. I'm like, can we reenact it, but give it a different ending? Mm. And that's how duplication basically works. You duplicate, you go through it. And then then you get three. Oh my God. Julia, I don't take people Whatever. through exactly that. There's a way of reaching that state mm-hmm. much easier. But this is no, but in, it's incredible because I had no idea on the magnitude of things when you talk about duplication because it's really deep and profound and it takes someone like you that is you know so knowledgeable and you know have studied all that to be able to talk about it with so much ease and 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 it's okay like without shocking and feeling shocked but it's it's that's why a lot of people prefer to just numb all the emotions and just let them hide yeah and it's uncomfortable it you is. feel this much is it uncomfortable. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's. I can't always watch all the movies anymore when there's a lot of violence. I'm no, like, same here. Oh, you know, that's incredible. <laughs> I used to love too. these movies, not anymore. It's incredible. It's the same for me too. I just, I don't. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Yeah, I cry a lot. You know, I have like happy tears or other tears, but it's, it's really, it's allowing yourself those emotions. It's allowing yourself to be seen. It's allowing yourself to be alive, Juliet. Simply, it's just allowing yourself to be alive. Mm -hmm. And you feel alive when you feel emotions. You feel alive. Yeah. Otherwise, you do not. And you keep on looking for things to make up for it. But it's never the right thing. That's it. We look outside of ourselves for things to improve. And maybe we lose a bit more weight. Or we have a different husband. Or we get to buy a new house. Or a boat. Or a new watch. Or whatever, you know? And we've all tried it, probably. And then it's like, oh, let's try it of me. <laughs> it's so, and it's so true. We go look for things outside. Yeah. Well, everything happens inside. <laughs> it feels so cliche. And, you know, the funny part is that I'm, I'm an engineer, so I'm like a very scientific and logic mm-hmm. mind, you know, all structured. And suddenly now I find myself talking about, you know, connecting with your emotions, <laughs> the force of life. But it's so true. And that's what makes a difference in everything, even in business, in professional leadership and in life and in success and in everything. Well, don't we all search to be seen, heard, understood, and ultimately loved? It it Mm. is love. Actually, at the end of the day, that's what it is, frankly. Right, and you can love yourself, and you and and if you really start loving yourself and and start taking care of yourself, then your body works better, then your relationships will work better because you're just like your body works better. Everything is just more fun, you know. Your life becomes more fun. You're not such a workaholic. You just actually realize it's like, oh my god, everything is so cool in my life, and even the things that are hard, they still teach me beautiful things. They really do. And it's like, this is where you say there is beauty in the toughest and the suffering because you can draw things from them. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is incredible. <laughs> I think you are an incredible woman. It's just, it, you radiate that energy of just feel good. And it's like, oh, I call just... it scrumptiousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my word. It's, it's that energy and it's that, that. Actually, it's that life force, that chi that runs it through it. And often it's, 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 you know, I mean, if we're talking about it, it's often sexual energy, but that we don't have access to or that mm -hmm. is very taboo. So I Yeah, I was going to say it's, too, very it's like, taboo. Sure. Yeah, people are like, no, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but no, we're not going to that direction. But that's, but that's it, it, right? Money, sex, and power. Those are the three things that, you know, are massively taboo. They are taboo. That's true. Oh, yeah. the three of them are taboo and the three of them come from the same source which is the source of light completely and that's like <laughs> but that's the funny thing right I try, I try to teach people about sexual education especially mm -hmm. here in the UK I remember moving here from from Geneva from Switzerland and I had my twin daughters here my boys in Switzerland so I asked Karim my my husband's cousin I said so what do you call vagina and they're like front bottom I'm like front bottom what's that <laughs> like what what do you call your your, your butt like well, okay, bottom. <laughs> I was like, okay right. this is really confusing <laughs> this is like we've never gone to that direction in this woman empowerment series but hey why not you know it's like it's an open conversation but there is such a way that we can be open about it right what yeah, what do I we teach that. our children to like oh my god like I can't talk about my period because my brothers yeah, might hear it's yeah. like that's true it's natural it's life it's what we came from so it is exactly it well this has been incredible i think we can stay for hours talking about this okay we have a comment so let's let's bring that nabila said something like many women reach these conclusions not necessarily practicing perfectly though the question is how can we teach younger women to embrace their truth emotions and use it as source of power feel and practice i mean one of the things i teach my clients is to set a timer for t set your phone on a timer twice a day for 90 seconds all right each of every single one of you has three minutes during a day and just take a breath turn you know put your phone away close your eyes take a breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and again in through your nose out through your mouth and then just focus on your body and pick one part and notice what's going on in your body. Is there a temperature there? What sensations are going on? Is it static? Is it still? Is it wobbly? Is it soft? Is it hard? Really give some um, characteristics to that part. Then does that bring up any emotions? Does it bring up an image, a thought? And once you allow yourself to experience those, the monkey mind has stopped a little bit. And there mm -hmm. might be a new, a new layer of it. And again, you go same thing, image, thought, body sensation, emotion. And then after 90 seconds, you're like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm actually present. You bring awareness to what's yeah. happening right now. I love that. This is beautiful. Hmm. Thank you so much, Juliet. What a special, special time we spent together. And thank you for this advice at the end, because if we, just a few seconds, reconnect you with the energy of uh, feminine energetics and the force. Hmm. Thank you so much for your beautiful presence today. 
and uh, for all this nuggets that you shared with everyone and with thank all of us. For having me. Thank you so much. Sending all the love to everyone. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you.